Good morning, Canes fans. Appreciate everyone for coming on the show today. Of course, last minute here as we just uh, put out that we'll be going live now. D-Money will be joining me momentarily here as he's got exclusive information from the pot from the scrimmage that happened yesterday so obviously last week went live from the scrimmage post scrimmage after the open practice that was at hard rock stadium for canes fest that was a you know a nice back and forth between both sides of the football and d money is going to give us the lowdown on what happened yesterday as he should be on here any second now. If you have not listened to the to the podcast that we put out, I guess it was Thursday morning now that it was released. D Money gave you know more information from this week of practice, and then also had a good amount of recruiting scoop. Of course, there's a decision going on today. Cam Franklin, very highly anticipated defensive lineman that Miami has been after hard. Let's see what happens there, and uh, if they can land him. I think that momentum turns around in a big way. Got my boy Dan Venius on the comments here. Appreciate you for hopping on here, Dan. Again, appreciate everyone for coming on last second here. This replay will be available immediately after as well. So if you have to hop off here at any point, you'll be able to find the entire thing. But yeah, D and I put out a nice episode the other day, about an hour long, going position by position in camp. So it was a pretty thorough update if you have not been, because I know how it is. It's tough every week during this, during the off season to maybe keep up with us, but obviously, um, you know, everything that comes out now means a little bit more because the season's right around the corner. So if you haven't been paying attention and haven't been listening to all of the episodes lately, I, I definitely suggest you take a look at that one that we put out on Thursday because it gives you, the latest pretty thoroughly in depth. And then again, I announced it the other day, but Titanic brewery and restaurant right there next to the baseball stadium has been there for as long as, you know, anyone who has been around that area remembers great food uh, and, and great spot to, you know, they, they craft their beer in house as well as having a full bar. So that's going to be our official game day spot this year where we're going to have the watch parties there. And I'm just excited to get out there home and away. Right. So I know a lot of you may be coming in town for the AM game for the Miami of Ohio game, stop by Titanic game day, you know, Miami of Ohio, go grab, grab lunch there before you head, you know, check out campus before you head up to the game. And, uh, you know, I'll be at a bunch of those this year. Tur 30 will, TER 30 will. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was talking about. Cam Franklin expected to announce at one o'clock today. Let's see if it actually is that it happens at one. These you know how these high profile recruits can be. It it doesn't always happen uh, right on right on time according to schedule. But yeah, that would be quite the boost for this recruiting class. And I think just the momentum in general. I I don't think that. Because you see what's happening on social media, a lot of Canes fans. I know you guys are concerned about what's what's happening in the class, even though this is a top fifteen recruiting class right now. It's not a top five, top ten class, but you get a Cam Franklin to commit, and I think that changes the narrative in a big way before the season even kicks off. So, 
let's see what happens today. Obviously, David Stone, another one at that position uh, that is in the mix. But Simon says, asking about the run, the depth chart at running back. I think right now, until until he does something to to you know not deserve it, Henry Parrish, just based on his consistency and his reliability, is is, is probably going to be the number one back. But as we've seen, AJ Allen. Mark Fletcher, Don Chaney have all had very strong camps. And even in the springtime, we, you know, D Money had been talking about how Chaney has really uh, been getting back, obviously, from, from the injuries that, that he suffered. But when healthy, he has been, you know, shown some pop and shown, you know, that ability to get short yardage downs, ability to get into the end zone. Uh, so, you talk about him and Mark Fletcher bringing that that physical, tough power element to the table, right? And then A.J. Allen, we've seen his explosiveness. And Henry Parrish, again, you know what you're going to get with him. And a guy who, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, makes the right reads in the, in the blocking game. And running-wise, yeah, he's not good. He's not a 4-3, low 4-4 guy, but he moves the chains. Eric, good morning to you as well. Appreciate everyone for coming on here. Waiting for D Money should be on here any moment as he's going to be dropping. And I promise, guys, I'm not. We don't. I don't do this to hype it up and and get more people on. As soon as he gets on here, we'll we'll jump into the latest from the scrimmage that happened yesterday and getting ready now to start this this game prep for Miami of Ohio. Yes, Peanut. They had another scrimmage yesterday. It was not an open scrimmage. But it was a, it was a you know a close scrimmage, and those are really the the opportunities for guys to make moves in the depth chart. Man, Cam Franklin would be a big one. It really would be a big one. So that one's expected to be at one o'clock today. As D Money and I were talking recently, he said he is an SEC D lineman. It's been an SEC recruitment. It's been all over the place. So who knows what he ends up doing today. Travon, yeah, I mean, that's uh, knock on wood. I have this this wood table here that 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 this uh, laptop's sitting on, but it does seem like they that the team finished with a healthy fall camp for the most part, right? Guys, guys are banged up. You see a couple guys at the tight end position, Elijah Arroyo um, and Riley Williams both didn't play in the scrimmage last week. We'll see now when, when D gets on if they played yesterday. But yeah, man, no major. Remember last year we had, I mean, the, the injuries last year were, were tough overall, but Trevante Citizen's the one that jumps right to the, to the top of uh, my mind on that one. D Money, welcome. What's up, everybody? Sorry I'm late. I, had to I, I can't hear you right now. I don't know if. Oh, there we go. I got you. No, I got you. you. Got me? All right. Yep, yeah. Sorry gotcha. about that. Had to take care of some family business, get the kids in the room. Um, All good. And man, they're excited. We got almost 160 on here right now live. So, you know, I told them as soon as you get on, we would just kind of jump into it. I don't know if you want to go position by position, but of course there was a scrimmage yesterday uh, and D money is bringing the exclusive info. You're not going to be able to find this anywhere else. So let's go. Position by position. Yeah. So, so we'll start at quarterback. For, for, well, overall, from what I'm hearing, clean scrimmage. Both sides look good. Um, the, they feel better about the team after the scrimmage than before, overall. All right? So 
Let's talk about position-wise, quarterback, um, TVD continues to, you know, has some ups and downs, but continues to get comfortable in this offense. I think the thing about TVD that maybe separates him from the other two quarterbacks and from a lot of the quarterbacks in the nation is the deep ball. I'm told he hit Colby Young on like a 99-yard deep ball. They were working situational out coming out the end zone. Hit Colby Young for a bomb. Hit Colby Young for another bomb that Colby Young dropped. It would have been another like 90-plus-yard touchdown. So he was throwing the deep ball very well. Also hit uh, Harrell on a, on a deep ball, Tyler Harrell. So that aspect of TVD's game looking really strong. And he had interceptions to Devontae Brown, from what I'm told. Didn't a perfect scrimmage by any means. The offense looks better than last year, first team and second team. Pure, if you you know, they're playing each other. So how they're going to look against other teams, there's projection involved there. But if you're asking apples to apples from last year, no question that the offense looks a lot better now than it did last year. More explosive, more efficient, uh, more balanced, just a lot better overall. So TBD again, uh, deep ball. Was a story, I think, with TVD. Also hit Colby Young for a touchdown in the red zone. Um, Jakari Harris, better than the last scrimmage. Still some inconsistencies. Jakari Brown. Jakari Brown. God dang it. I, I've done that two, two podcasts in a row. Hey, we're um, live. We're live now, D. It's all good. So Jakari <laughs> Brown, better than the last scrimmage, but still up and down. Um, arm strength, good. I think, the you know, some of the consistency is the question with him. Um, and then also the... The deep ball, I think for both him and Emery, not as good as, as as Tyler, not because of arm strength, but because Tyler just has a really great combination of touch and arm strength on those deep balls. It's just a really nice, accurate deep ball that has drive, but also has some some um, trajectory to it and lands softly in the receiver's hands. It doesn't come out on a, on a sharp line that can you know is easier to overthrow. So um, I think that uh, Jakari, better, the story with him, Better than last time, uh, not as good as um, you, need, you need. But again, he can't run in these scrimmages the same way he can in games. Emery Williams, uh, Mr. Consistent um, with him. And by the way, Jakari and Emery both splitting second team reps. Um, Emery with him, very good command of the offense for a true freshman. Or Yeah, really a true freshman. He was here in spring, but a true freshman. Very good command of the offense. Very good accuracy, really good red zone passer, deep ball. He can get it out there. It's not that the ball dies. It's just he has to work on the timing of that a little bit, but very accurate. Threw a touchdown to uh, Ray Ray Joseph, where Ray Ray Joseph caught the ball, broke a tackle, and scored. Um, And it was a well-placed ball from what I'm told. Just a very accurate, good uh, performance from from Emery. He continues to look very very much beyond his years uh, as a quarterback in this offense, good command, gets his checkdowns, um, good body language. You know, it sounds stupid to say body language, but people who have seen Emory and in the scrimmage when you saw him and others did as well, and people who go to these practices, this is something they focus on. And when I've been out there, <clears throat> something I've seen, he just carries himself like he's confident. And that translates, even when he's playing with guys that are maybe not starters, feels like they're going to be successful. He carries himself. So, um, you know, good job. Well, by I'll, I'll, I'll say this, D. When everyone, the people are jumping to compare him to Ken Dorsey, right? Which he needs to show a lot more before we can start to say that. But 
for the physical limitations that Brad Kaya had early on in his career, what he did early was he stepped in there and he acted like he belonged and he was, and he was the guy, right? Even, even though we didn't know if he was going to end up winning the job. I think Emery's come in with that similar kind of demeanor where even though there's an understanding that Tyler Van Dyke is the guy, Emery has, has come in with, with a very serious competitive attitude from day one right, in terms of being in the playbook and all the extra stuff, right? And I think that's where that command of the offense shows as he as he is able to step out there and it's seamless for him. Yeah, and that's a good comparison, Kaya. If I were to make a comparison, I would say Kaya is a good one. Um, tall, heavy-legged, um, good accuracy, good decision-making, good command. They throw similar balls, similar arm strength probably. Um, I like that comp. Dorsey was, it doesn't look like it, but Dorsey was kind of an athlete. You know, he was a, 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 a basketball player. He played like a point guard. He wasn't always, you know, textbook. It he was just kind quick. Of, it was quick. Yeah. Everything quick, right. Um, he, uh, I think Emery's more polished, coached, probably more similar to Kaya. So I think Kaya is a good comparison. And I, I saw Kaya as a freshman, um, and I see similarity. between Kaya and Emery. Kaya was playing with the first team when he came in. So I we haven't really with the first team, so that'd be interesting to see to really compare them. But I think that's a pretty good comparison um, at this stage to to between Emery and Kaya. So moving on to the running back spot, everyone's been super excited about this group. If you were there last Saturday, if you listened to my report, if you weren't there, you know the running game was awesome. Much of the same there for that spot. The running game is looks. Way improved overall. A name I want to focus on because he's been really coming on, Don Chaney. So Don Chaney, you know, you had Fletcher and A.J. Allen had a great scrimmage last week, a lot of hype. Um, Parrish, you know, he's going to have a role. So where does Chaney fit in? I've heard Chaney's responded great, um, really ran well at the scrimmage, ran well at at practice. Um, He's somebody who we know about the power and speed. I think one thing that he has – is a jump cut that is very dynamic. You know, he was a jumper in uh, in high school, state champion jumper, uh, high jump. So he has that spring in his legs, and I think you see that on some of these short area jump cuts. I'm not going to compare him to Reggie Bush, you know. I'm not saying that. But Reggie Bush had that bounce on that lateral cut. Um, he has some of that uh, as far as you, you'll he'll, you, he'll hit the gap he's supposed to hit. He'll be clogged up. Boom jumps right to the next gap, and then explodes and finishes with power. So he's feeling the competition and responding well, and he's getting reps um, higher up on the pecking order to see what he's got, and he's responding. So don't count Chaney out of this race. He's going to have something to say. I think with running back, you're going to see a lot of guys get action. Injuries are going to happen, but that's a good running game. And just the ability to run the ball consistently for positive yardage and make explosive plays, I think you've seen that in these both these scrimmages. Um Big picture, someone asked me, you know, what's the biggest, how would you compare this team from what, what it looked, you know, just the previous teams and big picture on this team? You don't really know until they play other teams, but I could see this being very much like Mario's Oregon teams with a worse quarterback than Herbert, but a better quarterback than uh, Anthony Brown. That would probably be, if you guys put a gun to my head, as far as how I see it playing out, I could see that's how it looks like, just with the offensive line and the style of play. Um, Henry Parrish, you know, he's the starter, um, had a 40-yard run, I'm told, um, does what he does. 
AJ Allen, you know, didn't have the big practice or, or Fletcher that they had last time, but you know, good. Um, Chris Johnson, who's been dinged up, played. Um, nothing crazy. He was playing with the third team, still getting his legs under him, but positive to see him playing and and, and getting back in the swing. You know, missed a lot. I don't know how, what impact he's going to have right away because of all that. And he's still skinny, but good to see Chris Johnson back on the field. Not a bad fifth fifth option at running back, right? <laughs> no, and then, and you know, Trevante Citizen can take his time. We want him back as himself, you know. So running back, I think, is in good in good shape right now, especially with Kevin Riley in the pipeline. You mentioned Colby Young had that ninety nine yard connection with with TVD. Anyone else at receiver step up? Ray Ray Joseph. You also mentioned with the score, Tyler Harrell. Tyler Harrell had the deep ball from TVD. Also had uh. A play uh, like a seventy-yard catch and run. Jakari Harris hit him. He broke a tackle and then cooked everybody. Um, Jakari Brown, man, come on! I, you know my dad always did this. My dad always called Vince Wolfork Wolfolk, uh, and and you know now I'm getting old and I'm sort of mix up players. Um, so my apologies to everybody. Uh, I'm getting old. Um, so yeah, Jakari Brown hit hit uh, hit um hit Tyler Harrell. Tyler. The tackle went 70. Also had a deep ball. Harold, just in general, he's going to be a major part of this team. I think the top three are set with Colby Young, Restrepo, and, and Jacoby George. But Harold's probably the next guy, and he's going to have a unique role because of his speed. And again, longer than you think. You're going to be surprised by his size, at least I was, when you see him. Um, he's, he's a good six foot. Joe Williams, appreciate the love, man. You do great work as well. Uh, appreciate yeah. you for, for supporting us, Armando. Big fan, Thank big you. fan of his, big fan of yep. his. So, so moving on here to the tight end spot, I know there were a, you know, a couple guys didn't play lot, you know, in the scrimmage. Riley Williams was out, Elijah Arroyo. Are, are, were they back this week? Are they, are they going to be good moving forward? Minor injuries, but not back yet. Uh, told a lot of four wide um, because of that which is a blessing and a curse. You know, you, people want to see a wide open offense. It's kind of by necessity, right? Um, so I'm told kind of status quo on that. Jason Carver back and playing. Oh, thank you, Javier. Like and subscribe to this podcast. Did you do the plugs before we started? Yeah, I, I did for, for about 10 minutes. Yes. Okay, good. Well, we're well, like and subscribe anyways. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, um, a lot of four wide because of that. So uh, the big change, I think, tight end wise was uh, – um, Jackson Carver um, playing, but with without Riley Williams, without Elijah Royo, that's an incomplete grade on that position. But the benefit is you see more four wide, so you're accelerating that that receiver position a little bit. Switching over, I will. Before we flip over to the to the defensive side of the ball, the offensive line, everyone's favorite position to talk about uh, right now. And I mean, if the run game is doing well, it has to be because of the guys up front. So. Yeah, I mean, same story. This is a much different offensive line from a size-speed standpoint or just physicality, a uh, talent standpoint. One guy I want to highlight on the offensive line that I'm hearing great things about is uh, Logan Sagapolo. Um, last year played, was you know, okay. Um, but I'm told he's having a, a great camp, really moving guys. He's strong. Um, you know, do you want it to be your starter right now necessarily? No, you want Cohen and, and and Cooper out there or Cohen Rivers, you know, some combination of some of these guys. But if if you get down to your eighth guy and it's Logan, I think you're in pretty good shape. He can really run block and he's a tough player. He gives a good attitude to your to your uh, offense. So offensive line, 
you know, much of, we know the story there. It's the most improved position on the team. We know the starters. It's going to be Rivers, um, Cohen, Lee, Cooper, uh, Francis, Samson knocking heavily on the door. Uh, uh, Simon says, ask about the backup center, which you mentioned on the podcast the other I, day. That Yeah, it, it, it would – I think I'm sorry, man. I'm cutting you off. I'm doing what you used to do. Uh, I, it's all good. That, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, Lou Cristobal would be the backup center. I think on the depth chart and in in normal circumstances. But I think if if you had a long time without um, without Lee, Jalen Rivers could move to center with Samson or someone else, McCoy, whatever, playing tackle, um, just to get your best five out there. So. I think that's something long-term to watch at center. Knock on wood, you want Lee to stay healthy. He's one of the more important players, in my opinion. Defensive line-wise, there's been a ton of guys flashing during this camp. And during the scrimmage last week, as I mentioned in in my wrap-up, yes, the offensive line did a great job early, but late in the game, the defensive line, because they were rotating so many bodies, right? And we talk about, look, the the first seven guys on the offensive line you really trust – but after that, there's still going to be some question marks. That D-line kind of wore them down as the scrimmage went on last week. What did it look like yesterday? Leonard Taylor, you know, there's taking the handoff. You know what I mean? Um, he looks like a first-round pick. Put him in bubble wrap. Um, Ruben Bain continues to get sacks. First team, second team, doesn't matter. He's going to be an impact player immediately. Uh, Mesador still dinged up, protecting him. Him and Bain are interchangeable. And Bain really, you know, special. Uh, I think that what surprises people, at least what surprises me, the physical, the physical talent, right? You knew he had good hands. You knew he had a good motor. But he looks physically very good. He looks quick. He looks explosive. He looks strong. He has leverage because he's a shorter guy. Um, the lower body strength really plays the power. Um, and the change of direction is just great. So, and the flexibility to bend. So he really has, you know, he's shorter. He's not 6'6", you know, Jalen Phillips, you know, Superman look. Um, but the guy's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of readiness because of his power and because of his uh, motor and the way he knows how to play. You know, smart, well-coached. His dad's a coach or his brother's a coach on the staff. <clears throat> so, you know, he's still there. Uh, as far as, you know, the starters, you're going to see Kelly, Dean, Taylor, combination of Mesidor and Bain. Um, some other guys that, had good scrimmages from what I'm told. Jafari Harvey, Jafari Harvey, um, continues to really push, making a big step from spring. He's got a lot of talent. We're back. Yeah. So, uh, Jaden Wayne, good, good. Uh, he had a good s- s- up and down spring, but he's a worker and he's got great physical ability. So, he was able to, uh, to really take a step up. You couldn't get some playing time, um, along with, you know, Chance and Harvey in that rotation. Um, a guy that makes a lot of plays, who I didn't talk about last time. You know, I didn't mention Jared Harrison Hunt in that big pod we had. He's he's going to be in the mix, probably the third D tackle. But Thomas Gore makes a lot of plays as far as disruptive plays against the run, sacks. You know, he's not a, a bum by any. Um, he's short. He's not going to be your every down guy, but he can cause problems with his quickness, with his balance. You know, those short guys can be tough to block in spurts. One that I think is forcing himself to get a role. Anthony Campbell really dominating the third team. Uh, he's someone that probably needs to get moved up more to primetime competition just consistently. Um, you know, uh, He had Cyrus, flashes in the scrimmage as well. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus Moss uh, gets, some, gets, some, uh, gets some reps there. 
Uh, you know, his thing, I think, with Cyrus Moss, what makes him unique is his ability to drop. So I think he's going to be very much a specialty player where Gidry can get creative with him because he just has more ability to move backwards than the other defensive ends because he's a safety, you know, coming up. So his ability to move backwards side to side is going to be different than, like, for example, um, you know, a Jaden Wayne or Ruben Bain, right? So I think that's where he's going to be a specialist. Um, it, but but those guys, uh, Harvey, Wayne, Gore, <clears throat> guys that had some nice uh, some nice flashes from what I'm told. Linebacker spot upgraded across the board in terms of athletic ability. A question that we actually had earlier was, who do you see starting, KJ Cloyd or Wesley Besanth? So you can answer that, but anyone flash from that group in particular? The group as a whole, just very physically good. I mean, just like offensive line looks so different. Defensive line looks so different. Um, I would say Malgoa starts. Cloyd and Besant is the battle. If you put a gun to my head here on August 19th, I would say Cloyd. But that's not that's a battle. Cloyd is just, again, I get Colbert vibes from him. Because you look at the guy play and you're like, how did this guy not do more to this point in his career. I mean, I if you took the end and you said, all right, go to uh go to go to go to practice and look at 23. They're gonna say like what's this guy four star five star just on the physical forget the production just on the physical this guy's six two he's two thirty he runs four five four six he's a striker when it comes to tackling you know I mean, the dude is super talented, um, and he's played well. And Besant's still there. That's a battle. Um, Flag's doing good. Keontre Smith made some plays, I'm told, and continues to – those guys look good as depth. One guy that was highlighted to me, Bobby Washington, flashed a lot um, yesterday. And with Bobby Washington, if you ask – if you line up the four freshman linebackers, so Bobby Washington, Malik Bryant, uh, Popo Aguirre, Marcellius Pulliam – Who's the most football player? Washington. He's the fastest. He has length. He has strike. And he finds the football. Now, in terms of like, you know, just being, um, did I say Robbie or Bobby? Bobby the linebacker. I thought you said Bobby. I thought you said Bobby. Okay, so someone corrected me in the comments. Uh, talk about Bobby Washington, the linebacker. So those four, he's the most talented. He's the fastest of the four. He's the most athletic laterally, you know, his best coverage naturally. He's a former safety, so he's got that aspect. Um, and he's got really good instincts. He just finds a way to make plays and he can hit. He could just lock in, stay focused, avoid setbacks. He's going to be a stud. And certainly on special teams, right away, he could be a stud. I, I've said, I keep saying how, how, how nice is it? There's going to be some headhunters on that special teams unit. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, this guy runs a 4 4, guys. I put a clock on him. He's going to. And he's six, e what two two, um tough. So uh, yeah, man. Um, like got a Bobby question Washington. there about Chase Smith. You're not in contact yet, but getting there. I mentioned uh, I think either on one of these streams or I mentioned in the on the, the last board. podcast. I think yeah, yeah. He got an interception at practice um, in seven on seven. So he's getting it closer, but hitting. You know they're going to take their time with that. You don't want to rush him. He's a super talent. We th he was on point. He was about to start last year when he got hurt. So you don't want to rush him. He's got time. He redshirted. Um, 
Same with Valentine, or sorry, with Citizen. Ease him in. Ease him in. Um, but he's getting there. He's not like Zion where it's like, oh, what's going on with him? You know, we know what's going on with Smith. Intangibles are good. I heard he's working hard, rehab and all that. Um, had a good rehab. It's, you know, did all the, the things he's supposed to do. Just take some time with that. Guys, if you're just joining now, appreciate the 300 plus who are on here. This replay will be available immediately after the live is up. So we're getting through the position groups here. And then when we wrap it up, it will go immediately live again. So for replay on YouTube, so you can just watch it right away. But we're getting through these, uh, these position groups here. Defensive back, cornerback room has a lot more depth than, than it has the last few years. The safety, I think there's still some question as as who's going to be behind the the starters there in, in Cam Kitchens and, and James Williams. But how did that group look overall? Yeah, so Brad, Brad Tehead, our boy there, just made a comment in the, in the comment section I want to highlight because I was about to say the same thing. Daryl Porter Jr. So we talk about the corners. There's been a lot of talk of the Brown brothers. We've been talking a lot about the Brown brothers. Devontae Brown for sure is going to start. Daryl Porter is right in the mix with that second corner spot, if not in the lead. That's back and forth. Um, so I'm told he looked great yesterday. Uh, he's a veteran. You know, he's played big games, played against the Oklahomas of the world um, as a starter. So he's somebody to keep an eye on. That's not a, a foregone conclusion at all that the Brown brothers are going to be the corners. Devontae Brown, who had, who himself had an interception yesterday, uh, yesterday, you know, him man, he's going to start if he stays healthy but i would say as far as the second corner on the outside keep an eye on porter man porter can do some stuff there um damari brown told had, had a good scrimmage as well you know he's the thing with him is he's tough you know he could tackle he's big big body for a freshman he's obviously polished his dad played his brother plays he's from american heritage so you know those guys are pretty polished i think one thing with him that you you're learning about is he uses his body to tackle sometimes those big corners don't always play like big corners against the run i think he does he can you know he can do a lot of stuff so um that's a battle out there safety you know same story camp kitchen show we got interception uh james williams does what he does the guy marquis williams is the number three safety the guy that I'm watching as far as young safety to kind of make a move is uh, Jaden Harris. He had an interception in the back of the end zone, I'm told. He's fast. He tackles. Um, plays hard. He's got the right stuff physically, mentally. Probably raw. You know, He's not a natural safety like he's been playing. Like Marquise Williams was a stud safety in high school and had production. Jaden Harris, I think was a running back slash corner. I think he's a soccer player. His dad, his dad or his mom is Colombian. Um, so, you know, he's kind of raw, but size, speed, effort, toughness. That's usually a good, uh, a good combination. Um, so I, I kind of like, uh, I kind of like what Jaden Harris's future looks like at that position. Um, we had a question, a couple questions about Robert Stafford. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, I see a few questions. So, so Stafford played a lot, I'm told, looks, you know, athletically good, uh, instincts and effort good. He's just, he's skinny and he's raw. So he might be a little further behind Brown because of the, just the size, the the experience, a corner athlete, um, but he's good. You know, he'll, he's athletic and he and he plays hard and he looks comfortable at corner. It's just going to, it'll take a second, um, but good stuff with Stafford. You know, Stafford is not, 
an afterthought. If you're gonna pair, let's say you compare him to Malika, Malik, uh, what's uh, the the um, from Fort Myers who transferred out? Someone help me in the comments. Uh, number sixteen. Um, I'm getting old, but the. He was another receiver corner convert. If you were to compare the two, I'd say Stafford. Curtis. 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 I would say Stafford ahead of him at the same time for sure. Um, just going to take some time. T loves asking about Couch at Nickel. Yep. That's a guy there. Um, so Couch, you know, is doing his thing. Um, there were some questions about, yeah, Couch going to do his thing. Um, there were some questions about Brian Balaam. You know, he's, he just, Ever since he played really good as it when he first got here, and then he had an injury. Uh, I don't know if he's ever been kind of the same. So I wouldn't count on him to be a major contributor just for health reasons. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'd love for him to prove me wrong on that, um, but that would be my concern with him. Thin position overall. Jaden Harris is the Markeith is the top guy right now. Uh, Williams. I think Jaden Harris is the sleeper just because I've seen enough of these that I know the guys that play hard, that are tough, that have tools, that will do what the coaches say and to uh tend to rise. And again, Harris had a had a had a an interception. I told you also had a fourth down stop on a blitz. So did some nice things. I wanted to ask you about uh the punter because he because we haven't touched on that much. I I don't know how much of that you've heard about or or seen, but are they confident about him? Because you, Headley was awesome the last few years. So, yeah, I'm told. You know, we'll see. But it looks good. Uh, special teams, I think, in general, they like. You know, uh, Borg Hollis is all ACC, and I'm really excited to see some of these young freshmen on return, and then also on coverage with when you when you unleash the Bobby Washingtons of the world, the the Popos, you know, guys like that. Um, I'm excited to see how that shapes out. But I think the punter, yeah, I'm not a punting expert. Um, he's a rugby-style Australian punter. He'll probably look a lot like Headley. Well, Headley, you know, that's a tough ask, but we'll see. All right, the any last thoughts? I, I know you kind of gave the, your overall thoughts about the scrimmage it, when you first came on here. But anything else that you wanted to add before we uh, wrap this up? Anything on yeah. Cam Franklin? I think Cam Franklin, people have been asking about him. Too. Here's what I'm told on Camp Franklin. Miami is deeply in the game. There is good communication consistently through the last I checked, which is this morning. He is a defense alignment from the Deep South. I would never bet any percent, there's not as percentages or betting. I bet on those kind of players because. That, uh, when you recruit a five-star defense alignment from the Deep South against the SEC, it's always a roller coaster. As long as I've been following recruiting, which is says 1997, okay, it's always a roller coaster with those guys. What I can tell you is as of this morning, Miami is deeply in that game. The communication is very good. Everybody involved is holding their breath because they know how these things go. It's like asking me to bet on a game. The game's got to be played. <laughs> you know, the the maybe the decision's made in his mind, but in everybody else's mind, we'll see. People are wondering, like, Wolfong, why are his crystal balls missing more than usual? It's a new era. Still have a lot of the old era when it comes to these uh, these southern defense alignment. Plus, you got the NIL aspect. So we'll see. Miami's in the game.
This is not Miami's definitely not on the outside looking in. Miami's right. Oh, and someone uh, to see in the comment, uh, the you say Canes are broke. In other words, no, no, no. Miami's got money. Miami is 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 top of the line in NIL. I'm telling you right now. I spoke to someone yesterday, D, who's very, very involved in the NIL side, and they are laughing at a lot of that the notion because they're not getting outbid for kids right now. It's no, really, that's that, not. But when I say it's a roller coaster, yeah. like. It was a roller coaster when money wasn't involved. When money, when NIL wasn't involved, right? So, it, it, yeah, they could be liking another school, and if and if the money's going to be equal, it's still a very hard decision. Well, money's always been involved. Yeah, right? not right there, especially with these these Southern defense alignment. I meant I meant more NIL when it's more out there now. Here's what I'll I'll tell guys, P. You were in the NFL game. Think about NFL free agency. Free agency starts. You get a couple contracts that are expected, but then you get these Schefter tweets, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't even know these. This team was on in on this player," and then the, it happens like that. It's more like that than it was the older days, where it's like, "Oh, the relationship develops slowly over time. It's probably going to be this team, maybe this, but no, probably this." It's a lot faster. It's a lot more twists and turns. It's a lot more like NFL free agency. So don't like get your old mindset off. That's why the crystal balls until the very, very last second are a lot more um, inconsistent, right? you know? So, so we'll see. I think Miami's in that game deeply. And as, as far as uh, the NIL game generally and with Franklin. So, and, and, you know, there's also the recruiting aspects, not just money. Franklin's visited six times. He likes it here. Uh, we have a great pitch for him. We need him. We have great NFL coaches. We're about to put a first rounder in the NFL. God willing, if Taylor, uh, you know, stays healthy. So, you just, at some point, it's just you got to pick, and these kids are eighteen, man. They got they got a lot going on. It's their hard to, I mean, ha, people can't predict their own kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we got parents in this thread. People got teenagers. How good are you at predicting your own kids? Sometimes, you know what I mean. Sometimes, a lot of times, the parents don't even know on these deals. So it's like, or the kids go against the parents. <laughs> I mean, there's just I, I, I could tell you one hundred percent, the money's there, and I wise. And Miami's deeply in the game with this kid, communication-wise. We'll see what happens today. Stay tuned on Canes Insight. Refresh, refresh, refresh. We'll have the latest there. If you guys aren't signed up to the Canes Insight forums and you only follow us on YouTube or social, you got to follow the sign up for the forums. These forums are like, I mean, they're like crack because the immediacy of the info. There's like 500, 600 people on at all times posting info. Something happens social media. Boom. Someone hears something from the dentist. Boom. Someone, you know, something's reported. Boom. It's everything is there immediately on camera. You just, you, you don't have to just stay on the forums. You're going to be updated. Plus the social aspect, the, the comedy, all that kind of stuff. People kind of going through the experience with you, the ups and downs, you know, the celebratory gifs, the negative gifs. It's all there. Tila's asking about LJ McCray. Are we still in it? We're still in it. Um, I reported maybe a few banks ago that that one's not going to be as fast. That one might be a longer process, which if I was a kid, that's what I would do. I'd wait. I'd be like Shamar Stewart. I'd wait till the last minute on the clock. Their budgets kind of the teams with the money left come after me. That's what I would do. But, you know, we'll see. Oh, Craig Craig Medeiros. Okay. I got to get two because I got two here. I'm seeing Craig Medeiros wants to know, D money. How you feel on David Stone? Everything I just said, Times a million for David Stone. Okay. All the things that I just said, apply it to David Stone and multiply it. That's what I'll say on David Stone. Um, but yeah, Miami's in that game. 
JD Carmona, uh, a season prediction for wins. I'm going to wait till the end of camp. I want to see how the injuries play out and stuff. If the over under seven and a half, is the over under still seven and a half on uh on wins? I don't know. We need someone in the comments. Someone in the comments, let me know. I like the over on that. What would be dragging me down is the schedule because the schedule is harder than last year. You got NC State. Um, you know, you st- yeah, FSU is good. Clemson is good. You're at North Carolina. There's, there's the schedule's tough. You're in Miami, Ohio. I don't expect them to win, but they're better than Middle Tennessee. So said, I think yeah, seven and seven and a half is still. So I like Miami over that just because of the offensive line and the veteran quarterback. It reminds me of a Mario Cristobal Oregon team. Not as good quarterback as Herbert. Better quarterback than Brown. Put those teams in the ACC. I think they would be over seven and a half. But the schedule is going to be tough. And I think the big Miami has been playing against is this team doesn't have a lot of experience winning. They don't know how to win. You know, they don't have a comp. Like sometimes these winning teams that have won consistently, they might go in a, like they might start really slow. They'll start like two and three. And then they'll rattle off like, you know, six straight wins. Um, because they kind of know, Hey, we can't, so they don't fall on doesn't fall out. Um, I don't, this team has not won. So they don't have that sort of reservoir of confidence that some of these other teams have. So that's the big negatives of Miami. So what we'll, they have to build that, but that can be built during the season with some big wins. By the way, did you plug, did you plug the, 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 the gear, the shop? That's the one thing I did not plug. All right. Plug it right now. I got the shirt on right here. Kane's inside Shopify. I'll drop it in the drop it in the link here in the uh, comments. Support the site, guys. Yeah, we're a completely free website. If you're on there, yeah, we got the, all the shirts. You know, with all the kind of like uh, inside jokes of the website, fifteen and zero, uh, Green Street All America. Plus, there's a, it's in the link. Um, yeah. Plus, you guys start pulling these these quotes up, Pete. Let's put the comments up next time when people when people are asking questions. We got all the kind of gear, all the canes, size shirts. Ask people about the material. The material is good. It feels good on me. You'll be I'll be sporting this at the Titanic. I'll be sporting that at Hard Rock. If you see me, you know, come ask. Come ask. Uh, might have some shirts in the back of the truck. I think that's it, man. I don't I don't believe I had any voice cracks on this one. <laughs> so, yeah, you're good, man. Uh, you're gonna make your tea time. Not playing today. Not playing today. The weather, man. The weather's been been dicey. A lot of the courses are uh, are flooded, but we got some soccer today. So, all right, cool, cool. Check it out. Go to the site. I'll be there. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Go if you have any co- questions that didn't get answered, go to the sign up for the website and and start a thread. I'll I'll, I'll get you. JD, I'm not scratch, my brother. I'm I'm an eight, but we're working ourselves ourselves down there. All right. Go Canes, everybody. Go Canes.